Push these niggas off me like Push these bitches off me like Push these niggas off me like Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes I'm pushing them all off me like Pushing them all off me like Real nonsense. Stacks and Flim. On the night shift here. Uh, uh, before I even jump into it, uh, y'all hear that K dot spinning in the background, man. Uh, those of y'all that don't know, huge uh, Kendrick Lamar fan, personally. Uh, and it stems back from a. Very first project uh, I've heard was the overly dedicated mixtape he put out. Um, I just remember it. it was a time in my life, you know, back when soundtracks. Uh, another another uh, project like that was No Ceilings uh, by Lil Wayne. That was a point in time in my life, uh, you know. So I remember my, you know, when I first heard Kendrick Lamar, it was it was a point in my life, and it was funny because I heard him with about you know two other people, and. They wasn't really fucking with him And I was like yo this nigga's gonna be a star man This nigga's gonna be a star And sure enough And it was funny because this particular group of people They were One of them they had uh, they had discovered Drake They had put me on Drake Back when he was still on the grass and was rapping And we was like yo this nigga's gonna be a star And sure enough uh, I mean you know when niggas are gonna blow up uh, it's, it's, it's cool It's almost like sports Discovering artists and then watching them make it big and you know make it huge fame and go mainstream and you know gain like Cole and you know niggas that blow up it's literally the equivalent of watching that guy watching a LeBron James in high school going to the league and dominating and becoming the man you know it's everybody loves a success story uh, yeah but man Golden State versus the Dallas Mavericks so the game just wrapped up. Man, what a game that was. Uh, these playoffs are great. Let me say that. I'm going to say that first. Thoroughly enjoying these NBA playoffs. And it's weird, too, because there's no LeBron James. And it's almost like, you know, it's kind of like the Marvel fatigue everyone's getting. How they're just so, you're getting so much Marvel. You get, you're getting fatigued by it. Just, you know, they're getting so much LeBron James. To the point where, I mean, realistically, let's be honest, LeBron James deserves a lot more MVPs than he does have. But that's just because of the fatigue of him. You know, he's so much bigger than basketball in in ways Jordan wasn't, honestly. Now, you know, with social media and all these new things, he's just so much bigger than the game of basketball in so many other different ways. It's just a bit of a, it's a bit of a fatigue with him. So I will say him not being in these playoffs definitely makes them a lot more interesting. But I will also say him not being in these playoffs does not make them better. Uh, I firmly believe LeBron James being in the playoffs makes the playoffs better. (laughs) I mean, you want all the best players in the playoffs. So I don't understand any type of playoff scenario in which LeBron James not being in them is better. I've heard that being floated around. 
want to shoot that down is nonsense, man. You skip, you skip Bayless thinking like Braun. I'm, it's so funny too. You can't, you can never say anything defending LeBron. When you, you know they got a term for it. It's called Braun sexuals, man. <laughs> I find this to be the most. It's the funniest, most degrading term for liking an athlete. Like if you say anything in defense of LeBron James, you will be labeled a Braun sexual. <laughs> it's the funniest term. Uh, but no, nah, man. Let's just be real. You know, this guy's great. He's 37. He's maintaining. He's still doing things that are great. Playoffs would definitely be great with having him in them, but you know him not being there is made for a great landscape. Uh, this Golden State versus the Mavs series, game two just finished. Golden State won um, after being down by as much as many as I believe 20. I mean, they were down by they were down. Golden uh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks came out shooting the lights out. Luka had 18 points in the first half. I mean, they came out guns blazing. Yosemite Sam with the revolvers. They were loaded. And uh, Jalen Brunson, I think, dropped 30 or something. Like, it looked like they were doing it. Looked like they came to play. Uh, looked like Dallas meant business. But in the third quarter, like Golden State always does, they just come alive. They just come alive. And Steph Curry showed up big for the first time uh, in the postseason. Steph Curry, to me, has been a, a he's never been a perennial postseason performer to me. To me, he doesn't have too many postseason moments. Name me Steph Curry's big postseason games. Name them to me. I'll wait. Kevin Durant came to the team and then won two finals MVPs. The two the rings they won, he won the finals MVPs. But that's also a testament to the, the type of beta personality Kevin Durant has because you won two finals MVPs and you were still the outcast there. Durant was still the outcast there, man. That's why everybody all Durant chose to leave Steph Curry. That's the one thing I'll defend Durant on. Of course he fucking chose to leave, man. The owner was cracking jokes on him. Uh he was getting he was getting disrespected by by Draymond fucking Green. He's not getting any, you know what I mean? This is not what LeBron received. And that and that's what he realized. He won a little bit and he sat down and he realized, man. LeBron James left this situation, and I, I don't even have it as good as LeBron. LeBron James went to the Heat, and the Heat became his team. <laughs> the Heat immediately became LeBron James' team. It was exciting that the, him. It was exciting he was paired with D Wade, but as D Wade started to fade, you didn't even notice because it was LeBron James' team. <laughs> it was his. Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, and he was the best player on the team, but it was, still was not his team. Still Steph Curry's team. That's the crazy part about Steph Curry, but we can pencil this down. Game two, in the Dallas versus Golden State series, Steph Curry had a perennial playoff moment in which he showed up big. I believe five three-pointers, 28 points, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been 30 with some free throws in there. And they came in, they, they came when they needed them. They rallied back. It was a big game. It was a big fucking game. And it reminded me of when LeBron James played Golden State. Luka Doncic was very clearly the best player on the court. He scored 40-something points. 18 of them came in the first half. I mean, he and then he was single-handedly keeping the Mavs in the game. But that was the problem. He was taking punches from so many different directions. You got Jordan Poole hoisting up threes. Got Clay Thompson pouring in 16 points. 
Steph Curry showing up big. And then, ooh, boom, surprise, Draymond Green. And this is another thing I want to talk about. Interesting thing. Draymond Green fucking around. Draymond Green is good. He he was good for six points, six points, six fouls, and five turnovers. But that, that's what he gave you. That's what Draymond Green gave you. You know what his replacement, the guy that was in there because he was in there jagging off, Kevon Looney, or Kevin Looney, however the hell he pronounces it, they call him Loon, 21 points on 10 of 14 shooting and 12 boards. Uh, why is Draymond Green starting? <laughs> if Kevon Looney can give you this type of production, you really mean to tell me Draymond Green is more valuable starting, getting more minutes than this guy? I believe he had... Tw- 24 boards in a previous game this in this postseason. Double digit O boards. How can you how is this guy not getting more time? How are you not getting more out of this guy? You got Draymond Green farting around with technical fouls. He's barking at refs. I just don't get the Draymond. I don't know. I mean, I see it. I do get it. I understand basketball, and I understand chemistry, and chemistry is important. I do get it, but, ah, man. 21 points and 12 boards, it's hard for me to put that on the bench. (laughs) It's hard for me to put that on the bench. On 10 of 14 shooting, (sighs) that's tough for me to put on the bench. Because that's what they did. It was just they were getting. It was it was a, it was a jab, a hook, and an, and a and a straight. And all Luca and all the Mavs had is that Luka Doncic, Mike Tyson uppercut. They had that one move, and they just kept throwing. And it was keeping them in it. And that's to, and that's where LeBron James esqueness came in. Where I just I saw a guy out there just doing everything he possibly could. Just over, just giving these niggas overpowering offense. You just. You can't stop me from putting buckets down. He's a fucking ATM is what Luka Doncic is. He's a fucking ATM. This guy scores points. He's who Durant used to be. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he's who, who's, he's who James Harden used to be. But he's but he's also, he's, he's starting to get the other team. Now, that's the thing. The Mavs are developing great. Jalen Brunson. He's emerging as a reliable number two. Like I said, he poured in 30. They just got to figure it out. Now, they fucked up, unfortunately. They didn't pay him when they had the chance to pay him. And now he's going to tax that ass. And unfortunately, given, given these this the way this playoff series, whether they win or lose, Jalen Brunson's going to have to get paid. So you got screwed the pooch on that one. Dallas, congratulations. You played yourself. Um... But yeah, man, he's doing everything they could, but it was just, they were just getting hit from too many directions, man. Golden State just, it's just too many guns. It's like, it's it's like showing up to a gunfight with the Punisher, man. I don't know if y'all watched the Punisher on Netflix, but they were, I remember he, he blasted up this mafia. They were, they were all sitting down. He blasted them up. They were like, man, it was like an army hit us. It was so much artillery, man. It was, we, it was raining hellfire, man. There's no way it was one man. That's Golden State. There's no way this is one team. There's no way this is one team. Kevin Looney coming off the bench with 21 points. 
Draymond Green, man. You starting is starting to look like some real nonsense. Uh, continuing our live playoff coverage. That's what we're going to try to do, man. We're going to try to do some live playoff coverage here. Like I said, I'm on the night shift. Celtics versus the Heat. They played yesterday. And the Celtics, uh, let me say this here live on a hot mic, on this hot radio program. Uh, because I'm not a guy who just talks about it I like to be about it So I'm going to let you know right now I believe the Celtics are going to win this series I'm pulling for the Celtics uh, I'm putting my money on the Celtics I like the Celtics Because of that guy Jason Tatum That guy Jason Tatum Who has earned the superstar title The long way man The long way Name another guy That's been doubted more than Tatum in a, in a sense of is he there yet? Name another guy that's been questioned more than Tatum. You know, is he a superstar? Is he that guy yet? You got people calling the Atlanta Mavs trade fair when Luka Doncic is clearly the when clearly the Atlanta got fleeced, letting a guy that's putting up forty something per in the playoffs go. Let's not even talk about that. I I don't know man I don't know To me he was just always a guy Whose name was brought up The Celtics currently hold the record For the most playoff Consecutive playoff appearances In the NBA with 8 8 And if LeBron James Showed us anything about the Eastern Conference Is that it's a conference of trends It's a conference that stars Will run the Western Conference is the wild, wild west. That's why the third and fourth seed are duking it out to go to the cup. Because it's the wild, wild west over there. Anybody could pull a fucking gun on you. Nothing, nothing is surprising over there. Anybody can pull a fucking gun on you over there. But the East, the East is more uniform. It's more industrial. It's more established. You can you know what's going on. That's why the number one seed and the number two seed are duking it out. But I believe. The number two seed Boston Celtics have the superior star power because of that guy, Jason Tatum, who's a superstar. I believe it's it's comfortable to putting up 28 per in the playoffs. I believe it's okay to call Jason Tatum safely a superstar. They've been building. They've been building. They've been building. And, and the scary part about Boston is they can get better. Boston can use another piece. I mean, but look what look what they're doing. They're getting the most out of Marcus Smart. I watch Marcus Smart have the game in his life. I watch Marcus Smart have the game of his life. I mean, he looked like a. They're getting the, they're getting the most out of him. <laughs> they are getting the most out of him. He put up twenty four points and twelve assists. Nine boards. He almost had a triple double on eight of twenty-two shooting. He wasn't, and that's the crazy part. Eight of twenty-two shooting. He was like two for fourteen at one point, and that's what I was saying. The stats, stats do not tell the whole story because I watched that whole game. I watched that whole game, and all at one point he was two for fourteen or two for twelve or four for fourteen. At one point, that's where he was at. 
At no point did it feel like he was having a bad game. <laughs> At no point did it feel like you should stop shooting. Keep him honest. Some of the shots was keeping him honest. And then he started, he, he hit a couple in a row. A couple of them were heat checks. He was affecting the game. They are getting the most out of Marcus Smart. Isaiah Thomas didn't, didn't work. Kyrie Irving didn't work. Isaiah Thomas, too small, couldn't play defense, only got one good year out of him. Kyrie Irving, we already know what's good with Kyrie Irving. Kimball Walker, they just felt Kimball Walker just wasn't good enough. So did the Knicks. I don't know what's up with Kimball Walker. But finally, they said, let's go with the guy that we already drafted and paid. Let's go with the guy we already have in-house and paid. And guess what? He turned in a great game. Now, is Marcus Smart going to turn in another great game like that? I don't know. I don't know. I will say we're gonna need we're gonna need more of that from Marcus Smart because um that guy across from Jimmy Buckets. Um I've never been a Jimmy Buckets guy. I've been a Jimmy Buckets detractor for so long, but uh, you can't you can't detract from this guy, Jimmy Buckets, man. This guy he's just a gritty player, man. He's a playoff superstar. He's a guy that comes alive in the postseason. He's gritty and his, his Achilles heel is just his inability to pop that three. If Jimmy Buckets could pop that three ball, he's giving you 45 a night. <laughs> if Jimmy Buckets had a had a reliable three ball, <sighs> but he just, it's not his game. It's not his game. And it, it, man, he's working. Jimmy Buckets will give you 40 points, but it's going to be the hardest 40 points you've ever seen. It's going to come from the line. He's going to be down on the block. Uh, uh, lay up a couple and ones. He's going to be on the ground. I mean, it's a hard 41, but he'll give it to you, though. So Mark Smart is going to have to turn in performance. Uh, something similar to what he delivered. But uh, that guy, Tatum. Just can't say enough about them, man. They're East Trends. The Heat already went to the finals. The Heat already went. They're the top dog, but they went. The Bucks went. They seized their moment. They've been dismissed. Now, the Bucks didn't have Chris Middleton, and I will say that does make a big difference. To anybody who feels like Chris Middleton doesn't make a big difference, let's be honest. That's almost the equivalent of Michael Jordan doing title runs with no Scottie Pippen. So, I suppose Boston reigning, we'll never know. But I think it's the Celtics' turn. I think it's Jason Tatum's turn. And as a newly cemented superstar, I'm putting my money, putting my bucks. On him, putting the well-coached, well-led deep roster of the Miami Heat away. Seven games, baby. Seven games. Maybe even six. I don't know. They're going to Boston now. They split them at home, and now you're going to Boston. You're playing in, in in sunny southern Florida. South Beach, you know, Boston is a far away from South Beach, baby. (laughs) 
Boston is a far away from South Beach, baby. So I'm putting it on the Celtics. We're gonna see what uh we'll see what my co-host thinks about that. See how he feels. See how he feels about that. That uh that Golden State Mavs one. I need to see a game at I need to see a game in Dallas before I can call that. Need to see a game in Dallas. Then I can uh I can give you a little more on that. Uh all right, man. Uh we're gonna break, come back, uh talk a little bit uh they interviewed Malik uh, Willis. Finally got his take on Tanny losing his job on Tanny saying he didn't want to mentor him. And uh, let me just say, that young man sounds like he's about to take Tannehill's job. Uh, let's be real. Uh, commanders, little commanders talk. I guess we'll get out of here on that. Like I said, quick segment. We're doing uh, playoff coverage, trying to do it live, uh, trying to do it as close as possible. We're going to do this all the way up to the finals. We're going to do it for every game of the finals. Uh, real nonsense, baby. Uh, Hardest working men in radio. Stacks and Flip. Oh, that's your best friend of town. Fuckin' with you. First made the bit, they said it real sister. I don't give a fuck if they were real sisters. Fuck around me, tryna dodge bullets. Serve a pack of chickens and a dodge heavy. Fuck around me, tryna dodge bullets. Fuck around me, I fuck twin sisters. Shit, whipping up a key, tryna dodge prison. Chimin' in the street, that's a Marjola Pay attorney fees with that Godzilla Try to have run in the trap from a dog nigga Black Amigo gang got them bells on us Way before the fame, I had a bell on me 20,000 off a drug ain't got a scale on me Real shooters, they'll sit in jail for me Kill the judge nigga for they tell on me And fuck the plug nigga, I'm tryna take something Finish them out that can and say you rape something I'm a Mexico, the real, we bout to taste something Say you gettin' thrown, I'm tryna park with you Oh, that's your best friend, I'm tryna fuck with you First met the bitch, they say they real sisters I don't give a fuck if they were real sisters Fuck around me, tryna dodge bullets Serve a pack of chickens and a dodge him Fuck around me, tryna dodge bullets Fuck around me, I fuck twin sisters you blow on a nigga so she down for me Standing on the stage with the rounds on me I sell a lot of chickens and I'm innocent I ride with that white dodgy penitentiary Middle fingers always to them popo. How to fell in love with the Lambo I be taking my lips, rock time Time for it, when I'm walking like a zombie Standing in the trenches screaming murder I take that nigga off and try to serve him she got Chanel dripping off, I'm about to murk her And I can tell the way she talking, bitch thirsty Say you get thrown, I'm trying to park with you Oh, that's your best friend, I'm trying to fuck with you First met the bitch, they say they real sisters I don't give a fuck if they were real sisters Fuck around me, trying to dodge bullets Serve a pack of chickens and a dodge heavy Fuck around me, trying to dodge bullets Oh yeah. Two. 
think about it, it's cool, it's one thousand. Got on a million dollars in jury when I think about it. Got more guns than the tears when I think about it. All these cars my kids inherit when I think about it. All this money I can't cherish when I think about it. These niggas rather see me suffer now I think about it. I know they playing undercover when I think about it. All the more whips, more jury. Maybe she got Jimmy John. She got Jimmy John. Maybe she got Jimmy John by she someone. She got Jimmy John. She <laughs> definitely got Jimmy John. Somebody made that sub and did not toast it. <laughs> We're back. Real nonsense. Okay, okay. Got the night off. Live coverage. Talk a little playoff basketball with you. Uh. Hey, this is my shit, man. Hey, I done, I done been to like two festivals and a concert. Literally, Dirk and Savage was both there. Man, I heard this song like four times in a row. If it's one thing them niggas do is they they know when it hits there. But uh, Cena and uh, clip today on the internet. Malik Willis finally. Finally got a hold of Malik Willis. Asked him how he felt about Tanny's comments. And uh, I don't know. It could just be me. It could just be me. But uh, he said all the right things. Let me let me just say that first before I say anything else. He said all the right fucking things. But uh. The confidence in which he totally dismissed the situation. <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, he just, I don't know. I could be reading into nothing again. This is what you do. We got no football. Man, I understand why the NFL is such a, a billion-dollar conglomerate, man. It's it's like it's, it's like drugs. I feel like a heroin addict that doesn't got my, I'm like, I need a sh- need a shot of some football. Madden doesn't come out to fucking August. <sighs> Jeez, this is all we got. This is all we got, man. It's all we got. But um, he, man, <sighs> he just sounded so confident. Like he was, he wasn't. He was like, you know, he, and he gave me, and it was the way he gave me respect too. He's like, you know, I understand, and of course, you know, he's he's definitely our leader. You know, he's a nine year vet. You know, he said all the right things, but he had that had that young guy confidence to it. Where if you watch that press conference, you can see Tanny is clearly unhinged. His eyes are his eyes are wide. He's kind of looking left and right. Uh, AJ Brown just got traded like a couple days earlier. Tanny is visibly fl- he's visibly flustered. Watch that press conference, man. Tanny is visibly flustered. And then you're asking him if he plans to coach up his replacement. They drafted a guy to replace you, Tanny. You're gonna do the right thing, coach him up, right? Tanny's like, Jesus, I thought I was gonna be the Titans quarterback for the next five years. I'm 34 years old. Brady's 45. I thought I'd at least make the 38. Tanny's panicking. And again, it's just a quick little clip. 
And he doesn't say anything wrong whatsoever But I encourage you to go look at it Watch that clip Something about his energy Something about If I'm Ryan Tannehill And I see that I am intimidated <laughs> Something about his energy It's almost one of those he, If you feel like he may know something That you don't And we don't know He's more athletic He can run They're a running football team You see what Baltimore's doing over there with Lamar Jackson. Imagine we put some of that to work over here with Derrick Henry. And this young boy. No diva wide receiver that needs to get fed anymore. We ship him off. (laughs) Tanny, uh... Tough time to be Ryan Tanny. But uh, man, that guy. Uh, I know. I know y'all heard. Uh, Nick Saban made a couple, made some comments. Uh, this is off the cuff right here. This is live, off the cuff coverage. Unfortunately, I apologize. I need my. I don't got no. I don't got my production team. Wish I had Nick Saban queued up, man. I wish I. I wish I had Jimbo Fisher queued up, man. Nick Saban said some incendiary thing. Basically, uh, insinuating Jimbo Fisher, the Texas A&M program, and even Deion uh, Sanders paid for players, man, because he's mad. Kids didn't want to go to fucking Alabama. He missed out on some guys. One guy wanted to go to an HBCU. Some other people wanted to go to Texas. Texas got that money. Alabama and Texas. I'm going to Texas every goddamn time. I've been to Texas once in my life, and it was one of the best times. <laughs> I had one of the most be- amazing times of my life in Houston, Texas. It's a no-brainer. I'm going to Texas before I go to Alabama. But um, Jimbo, man, it was the way Jimbo. Jimbo kind of. <laughs> Jimbo was so hot, man. You could tell Jimbo was so flustered. If they had been, if, if Nick Saban had been there. Jimbo probably would have got up and tried to put hands on him. Like that's how intense he was. I mean, he he practically he was so mad he practically wanted to just flat out dime him out because that was the only way he knew he couldn't get his hands on him or anything. So he just he just heavily implied some shit about him and just just flat out dimed him out. Man said, "Man, look into him. Go check him out. You think we're dirty? Check him out. I used to work with him. Check him out." Look at his past. He's not the guy you think he is. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand, man. That's it's funny when grown men throw hissy fits, man. That's what happens. You forget what people know about you. Jimbo Fisher was not going for it. I think Deion Sanders had some things to say too, but I mean, honestly, Jimbo Jimbo Fisher's response kind of is going to trump whatever Deion <laughs> Jimbo because most of it was aimed at Jimbo Fisher. Ironically, like Deion was just a cheap shot, but most of it was aimed at Texas A and M. Nick Saban uh, getting torched up, getting torched up in the college football world. He's mad, man. He's mad. Paying these fucking players, man. It's bullshit. Sitting football. <laughs> Sitting football. Uh, 
Saw a report uh, the other day, Bleach Report, shot across my phone. Commanders. Commanders are said we spent mildly in free agency to budget for an extension for Terry McLaurin. It was an interesting report to me. One, I'll be honest, I'll be fully transparent. It was all it was audacious to assume Terry McLaurin is interested in a contract extension with us. Let's let's not release any of that. Let's not talk, you know, let's We don't know how Terry's not a very talkative guy. Maybe they know stuff we don't, but I don't, I don't we we don't know how Terry feels. I mean, what has Carson Wentz done with number one receivers? Michael Pittman? But I don't know, Ter- but Terry's done well with worse. Make no mistake, I believe this is a good move. I love this move. Uh, Terry has found a way to thrive in utter nonsense. You always want to pay guys that thrive in nonsense. That's why Derek Carr is good. It's a zoo over there. He's still playing good football. I think they're going to be good this year. I'm in the Derek Carr business this year. I was in the Derek Carr business in the beginning, and then I got out of the Derek Carr business. And now that he's got Devontae Adams, I'm going to be fully transparent. I want to buy back in to the Derek Carr business. I think he's going to put up some good numbers this year. Whether whether I have no idea if they're going to win or lose any games. <laughs> uh, they're in that nuclear arms race over there. I have no idea. What they're what they're gonna finish? Because not only are they over there in the wild wild west, but they're also a weird team. They're like they're kind of like the Steelers in the sense where they they play down a certain they play down the competition and they play up. Like they'll play the Jags and get they'll they'll get in a turf fight with the Jags and and, and lose ten to six, and then go to Kansas City and lose thirty two to thirty four in overtime. Like you know what I mean? They're a weird team. But would I like Derek Carr over Carson Wentz? Yes, sir. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. Commander, Commander fucking Carson. Apparently, from all reports, he has the right attitude. He understands this is his last shot. Everybody says he's a, he's not even a, 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 his last shot. They say he's a bridge guy, but I will be transparent. I was talking with my dad the other day. Brought up a very good point. Point we all know. Point us Washington Commanders fans all know very well. For all of you listeners that are Commanders fans, I, I pose you one question. Who have we ever made better? Who's ever improved on our team? When have we found a guy and then he broke out and became a star for us? And he improved. Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Nobody gets better on our team, unfortunately. And so I'm starting to realize, man, this guy, Sam, how I've been so bully on him, man. I've been so bully on this Sam Howe guy when I looked into him, man. Three-year guy. Put up great numbers his first two years. Lost a lot of his pieces. Just had the will to win. He rushed for a combined 181 yards his first two years. Junior year, he rushed for 828, I believe. 
11 touchdowns. They don't talk about that. They talk about his drop and passing touchdowns, 24, I believe, something like that. They don't talk about the 11 touchdowns he put on the ground, so he still put up 30-plus. Put up 30-plus. Gave you 3K through the air and gave you damn near a stack on the ground. Those are Lamar Jackson stats from a Baker Mayfield-esque guy. That's how bad he wants to win. This guy could be a baller. I'm afraid we don't have the tools to do that. I'm worried. We're a team that notoriously is A, dysfunctional, and B, does not develop talent, and C, we have a coach who notoriously does not develop offensive talent. Ron Rivera did not develop Cam Newton in any way in in their tenure together. Cam Newton's best passing years were like his rookie. His rookie year was like his best passing year, his rookie year. That's when he was tossing the best. Cam was just a phenom. And he held on long enough while Ron put a good defense behind him. And they made a Super Bowl run. And they lost. Let's remember the MVP Cam season was also the Super Bowl run season. They were t- they were together. They were t- Cam didn't win an MVP, then make a Super Bowl run. It was all one whole shebang. I don't think I don't know if Ron is the guy to develop anybody. So we really may need Carson Wentz to come in here and play his ass off. And then that brings me to my next point where, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here. He's playing against the ghost of Kirk Cousins. If he can come in here and give us more than Kirk Cousins did, we'll take him. Although I'm sick of taking Eagles quarterbacks, man. This is that this that's the depressing part. It's like uh, we can't draft, we can't develop talent, man. It's just uh, I don't know, man. Sam Howell is gonna have to be a phenom. And I'm just worried. Afraid. It's not what he is. I don't know, man. I'm not going to give up hope. Uh, you know, you, you never know. Crazier things have happened. I'm not going to totally jump off the off the reservation, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Tomorrow we got uh Saturday and a WNBA game on the docket too, as well. Um, but um. Them Celtics, man. I got them Celtics. Uh, I'm going to go for them Celtics. I think Tatum's going to... Uh, Tatum's going to give at least 30 in the home performance. And I think... uh going Celtics for game three, man. That's how I'm going, man. Real nonsense. It's actually... When I got a Chevy, came up from a pack to a fucking heavy. Gospel, talk to apostles. Who you know that move that shit in vote like Costco? 